I'm Bob Clark. I uh, directed, co-wrote, and co-produced uh, A Christmas Story. And Bob was kind enough to invite me, Peter Billingsley, who played Ralphie, to join him in the audio commentary. Here it is, Bob. A Christmas Story. Yes. <laughs> a Christmas Story is actually a collection of the works of Gene Shepard. There is no one story. It's um, an amalgam of stories. The only through line in the movie, as often noted by critics, is Ralphie's quest for the BB air rifle. And uh, otherwise, it's a series of vignettes taken from the uh, stories of uh, Gene Shepard. And also, he was on the college circuit. He used to tell these stories uh, as he went. There he is. And here's the house we were in. Uh, this was in Cleveland, right? In Cleveland, yeah. Yep. Great. That snow every ounce of it you see was put Foam. down by us. No, it's actual water, frozen water. This is not the uh, digital age, nor the uh, high tech. We put it down like frozen water. And here's the world famous Higby's in downtown Cleveland. And this is the actual Higby's. A famous department store <laughs> who let us totally tear their place apart for quite a few weeks. Downtown Holman was prepared. We all had a blast working there because this was just post-Christmas, I think, and they had um, kept the downtown square in all this uh, flavor for us. And we were shooting lengthy, lengthy nights, so we were on, we as kids, we were sleeping all day and then up all night, which I'm sure was a handful for Bob. Nope. As a matter of fact, it was, it was joyful. Truly it was. All the kids were incredible. They were not only professional, but they were so enthused and and intelligent. They were very good. Bob was smart. He, during the casting process, had brought us all up to Canada when he had a lot of us in mind and worked really hard with us over it. might have even been two days um, in a sort of screen test format to get just the right chemistry between kids. And we really genuinely liked each other, and that was that's sometimes rare. Uh, we, all, we all had a blast. The odd story is that the very first young man considered for Ralphie was Peter Billingsley. Peter was already well on his way. What was that TV um, show you were hosting? Real, Real People. Real People. He was a host, one of the hosts of Real People on uh, one of the networks. I subsequently saw 8,000 other young men across North America for Ralphie, and one day I just sat down and I said, I had passed Peter over in my mind because oh, he's too he's too obvious. He's Everything was right. And I said, what a the hell am I doing? I went and looked at Peter's tape. I said, I must be crazy. He is Ralphie. And I called him and boom. I said, that's enough of that nonsense. I wasted Yeah, I had 7, gone 000. on an audition and I liked the script and you go on a lot of these things as kids. And then I never heard anything. I thought, oh, I guess I didn't do that great a job. Mm-hmm. And then it was a couple months later that the uh, phone rang. Look at that. <laughs> what, what the heck was I doing? Still look the same. Yep. <laughs> Scott Schwartz. <laughs> And there's the Scott Schwartz story. That's uh, where is Scott these days? He survived. No, just like the rest of us. There you are, Bob. Oh, that's me. Never mind. Me. We um, shot in Cleveland and in Toronto. We used Cleveland as our downtown. Our house, Toronto, was our interiors, um, essentially. Which was difficult sometimes because you'd shoot, well, some of the scenes coming up we can talk about, but when you shot, you had an exterior shot that was playing like in a uh, window. Mm-hmm. You'd shoot the, the outside part of that, and then two months later you'd be back on the stage trying to remember what you had done. That's true. They um, were whereas this it. is in the stage, and then you know, when we look out the window. Yeah, the kicking and all the what's going on in front of us was staged, and then 
When you run outside, it was months earlier. It's an interesting process of film. This was a, a small budget film. We did not have a, a great deal of money to create uh, a period 1940s when it was early 1983. So we had to use imagination and overcome the small budget. And that's a challenge filmmakers love. People tend to think of films featuring children as easy. They're anything but. But the attention to detail was amazing. I remember even in the kids' rooms, all the toys were old. There was nothing faked. It was, everything was so well done. It was very easy to get into the mindset of it. Shepard's work is so uh, edgy. It's got so much, um, I'd call warm-hearted cynicism to it. Uh, Darren was perfect casting. I, how did you how did you cast Darren? Uh, was after, he always first in mind? Actually, who was first in mind was uh, Jack Nicholson, believe it or not. Really? I had uh, gone to meet with Jack. I had done a film called Porky's, which was a big hit. So I went to meet with Jack. They wanted me to do a film called Turn Left or Die at MGM, but they also gave Jack the script of Christmas Story. They didn't tell me till later that Jack really liked Christmas Story and might very well have done it. Well, they, didn't, they didn't want to pay Jack Nicholson mm -hmm. for a Christmas Story. Jack is fabulous. I love him, but thank God he didn't. Darren is absolutely Darren, perfect. He is the old man. He sure is. Melinda, how did you cast her? Um, off of... Um, Close Encounters. Close Encounters. Yeah. That's all I needed to see. Talked to her, and she wanted to do it, so we done it. Name the great characters in American literature. Meanwhile, I struggle for exactly the right BB gun hint. You would read a lot of this stuff to me off off camera. Did I? Mm -hmm. I remember that. Because Gene would, but sometimes Gene would oh, the come oh, yeah. and go. The, the uh, narration. The narration, you know, the script oh, of doing it. Yeah, which was, which was challenging because yeah, no, I, I don't have a lot of dialogue in this movie. It's, yeah, I remember taking it. Uh, yeah, you do a lot of reacting to in your head. Yeah, you, so uh, much of it is just all this stuff thinking. <laughs> and Bob was Bob was great. Yeah, I remember. I, the oddly, literally, the work is. Although I co-wrote the script, it's substantially comes from Shepard's work as he created originally. Except oddly enough, the narration. I probably we probably worked the narration more because we had to fit various pieces. Mm -hmm. All these little events are all part of the short stories or part of his... I remember at Princeton, he told the... Uh, I forget what story it was, but he, it was 40 minutes. It's one episode. Um, but this is based on a short story in the book In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, right? Um, a number, or, or they're all, all, all the books? Because he also all, wrote A Fistful of Fig Newtons. Yes. It's stories from all the books and stories that never were written from his college tour. I first turned on to Shepard and I was in Miami where I was living at the time and I got 1968 and I was driving through Coconut Grove and he started to tell the story of the tongue sticking to the light pole. Mm -hmm. I was going to pick up a date and I said, my God, I, this is wonderful. I'd never heard of him. I got to hear this. I'll just drive around the block. Well, he took 40 minutes to tell that story, the tongue. <laughs> I met a very, you were a little picked late. up a very irate date <laughs> who didn't give a Crapola, who Gene Shepard was, and I determined at that time I will do a movie of this man's work. And you know why this movie got made? Why? Because of the much despised Porkies. They're starving people in China. Mm. Now you were always cool. You were, you were underplaying all the time, and look what you're underplaying too. You can't overstate that's right. more. But that's classic Shepard. That's now here's here's one of these things where we were in the studio, 
for one side and then not for this shot that's or outside and then the reverse is in the studio is in the studio which was right. obviously a couple months so that is months, then shot a couple months, months, months later. later yep that so happened continually that, that happened on a ton of the shots in the movie <laughs> that special effect spark on the guy's butt is was really a spark on the guy's butt <laughs> no CGI oh, curious. not a lot of special effects to talk about in the movie no <laughs> If it's a special effect, it was done How did you at do the, the time. spark on his ass. I did. It's amazing. Eighty-three technology. This yeah. is a pretty impressive stunt. This one looked a little painful. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, I think he missed once and then he got. Yeah, it. he did. He fell off. Yeah. <laughs> then he nailed it. Axing out the eyes was a. Everything was a trial. Good spit there, Peter. Thank you. Now these yeah. fantasies, we had a lot more that didn't make it into the film. There was a Flash Gordon sequence that we did. It probably a good chunk of the budget went into that thing because it was a huge set that they had built on the other side, and they had me in a little bikini, a little silver bikini, and I was palling up with a, with a, with a space hero. Right. Taking on a big alien with a gun. I cut it. I had complete control of the film. Mm-hmm. In the first running of the film, it should have been cut. It really mm-hmm. it wasn't. We were storied out, and we were ready to get on with our adventure we had also cut a scene with miss shields coming to the house to oh that's right to tell them what an incredible kid you were and why you should get a your red right. rider bb rifle and we had a santa claus sequence too also on the roof oh. <laughs> rattle snap rattle, no sing. gene would write gene for me wrote this when i beat up the bully he specifically wrote yes and i remember the beginning I'm, it's still there's a couple things in this movie that will not get out of my head it was Crad and Rat, Stinkin' Hot, Poffin Snogger. That's it. And he wrote that out, and he wrote three cards and forced me to memorize it all. I, I told him yep. to, to uh, no he fake. Said, don't just try to get through it. Yeah, you've got to actually. This and is a lot of people's favorite head. scenes here. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to this. There's so much truth that Shepard caught. You know, he grew up in Indiana. and he. Uh, well, that was the thing about him. He wasn't writing. He was writing based on what he'd lived. Yes, with it. With a peculiar shepherd spin, spin. <laughs> is right. For his audience, he clearly was a his appeal wasn't an intellect an intellectual audience. Although in the New York show um, WR um, was pretty popular, but uh, PBS rather. But um, I think he would have a select audience. But I think yeah, he'd be just as relevant. The books are. He was a, well. His, th- his themes are timeless. Yeah, he's touching on classic Americana without. We never allow any sentimentality. We may get some affection, and it's full of warmth, the whole thing is, but it's got an edge all the time. Well, it's real. Someone wrote a review uh, saying just that. You think this is a sweet little story, and, well, Mom is, you know, kicking the crap out of Dad, and Dad's kicking the crap out of the kids, and the kids just went on like that. But everything was done with that sense of heart. It's a pay-on to America, it really is, but... Not, not in a corny way. <laughs> yeah, that shocked people. Smart ass. They didn't. They, nothing was expected. They didn't expect, you know, oh, fudge and didn't bother anybody. Well, you just wanted us to spend some time together and just act like kids. It was never written. Yeah, it was never. This stuff was always semi-improvised. We got it down first before. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen the movie in a while. This is actually fun. Yeah. Do you always do you always watch it every year during the twenty four hours? I I tune in and out. Tune in, and just check out a couple minutes. It amazes me that uh, 
Someone told me, I read it in Variety, that 38.4 million people tuned in on that 20, yeah. sometime during that 24 hours. Do you have any idea? That's a sixth of the nation. 38.4 different people at different times. That's Cleveland. Oh, no, that's in... Um, Wasn't that in Canada? That's in Canada. That's yeah. up... Uh, I forgot the name of the town, about 30 miles uh, north of, uh, south of Toronto. We all, we all kind of had issues. a crush on her. Yep, she's a sweetie. We thought she was terrific. She's the wife of Don Shabib, who was a director, Canadian director. When did we do this? This was in a real school? This was in a real school, yeah. When the, it was down over the Christmas break? Yep, that, that same school that uh, we just saw the exterior. Mm-hmm. The uh, kids were uh, remarkably good. They... Uh, Following their leader, Peter, but uh, <laughs> they were amateurs. They had very little experience. Ace of test pilots, the teeth. <laughs> it's interesting when you're doing a movie and not responding to a studio, they had no interest in it at all. They, we didn't even send them daily, so essentially the film that uh, you see is exactly the film that... Uh, this was this was pretty fun. This is a fake pole. Yep. And there's a little tiny hole in it that was sucking air. You guys did another great 1983 special effect that worked yep. very well. Yes, it did. They were, uh, everyone always asked, how'd they do that? How'd they make it stick? That must have hurt. I said, no, it's just frozen air, a little pipe there. And Look at how colorful you guys are. You all look like you've got good tans. Freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeks are red. Yeah. There was this. nothing faked about the cold. There it is. It gets stuck right on the suction cup, and there's a tiny little hole. Pulling it, yeah. That's just blowing it. Doesn't air. look like it at all, though. No, and the pole looks and the pole looks good. We had to good. come around just enough so you couldn't see there was a hole there. But it looks really good, especially when he, especially when he pulls back. Yeah, and he really pulls back, too. And Scott was very good here. Well, all these, all these kids are great. Yeah, they were. All right. What are you gonna do? The bell rang. There's no arguing with that. You could be Leaving dead. Your buddy behind. We'd have That's to. It. Right. There's so much unstated in the work. There's a whole dynamic between the teacher and obviously. But you guys lived with this story for a long time. Yes. And Bob was so well prepared when he came, and every morning knew exactly what he wanted. And Gene was there, and they would discuss everything. And it he was, was there for the first two or three weeks. And then after that, I. Managed for Gene to go home. <laughs> he, he was, uh, I loved him, but he was obsessive. He, he was there for the studio for a lot of the scenes in the house. Yep. And when Bob would go use the restroom or something, Gene would come running over and say, now listen, you got to play it like this. <laughs> I wrote it and Bob would come back in and say, get away from him. But I, it was, they were both so invested. You guys yeah. had really oh. lived with this a long time. You'd worked sure. so hard. Oh, yeah. And the collaboration years. was great. Yeah, that I think when you finally got here, like a lot of great stories, mm -hmm. you really knew what you wanted to tell. Yeah. And Bob's take on Ralphie and on the world and on everything was just so right on. It was a really easy job to walk into and a fun job. And I had leeway to play, but you really knew what you wanted. Yeah. No, it was. And you had such a clear-cut vision for the story. And it comes remarkably from Shepard's work. I mean, it's, it's altered, of course. There inspirations from the actors and some from myself but uh, essentially the core of Shepard's work is here there are new real characters uh, all the characters exist in his work uh, the attitudes are this satirical tone is very unusual for children's film it's not really a children's film it's um, Shepard's actually very much an intellectual perception there's a whole unstated 
life between the teacher and the three baddies. You guys are obviously her challenge. He has refused to say who. I was always amazed at what got laughs. Just that little look you gave around like me. Mm -hmm. Definitely wasn't me. I was a, that was an easy look to give. I've given that look a lot in life. I saw it, uh, oddly enough, painfully enough for me, uh, Christmas Story did not play in theaters during Christmas. It came up. When did it oh, leave? It was originally around night, Thanksgiving or something? It opened the week before Thanksgiving. It doubled its business over Thanksgiving. Then there were the two slowest weeks of the year. But they waited so late that they had no uh, theaters. We didn't. We did not play during the two weeks of Christmas, except in about a hundred theaters mm -hmm. in the United States. And that, of course, was a critical movie. Would have actually done quite well in its initial release. It almost recouped and released, but didn't quite. The video made it. Uh, it's almost a blessing in the way because it gave people who didn't have a chance to see it. Yeah, you know the opportunity. It's now a couple of years, years later. To find but, it. Yeah, it was about. When things started 86 or so when v, when VHS has started to catch on that it it took off and it went crazy just as M, Alan Ladd told me uh, he said Bob you don't think we're making a sequel because we lost money on this movie mm -hmm. do you we did in 1993 the uh, right. My Summer Story the sequel which then the, the title changed right uh, it was it began as it, it it was my summer story. They changed it to uh, it, it runs, runs in the family, which I see uh, Michael Douglas has done a movie called It Runs in the Family. Yeah, but they changed it back to my summer story. But I saw it on Star the other night, and it was It Runs in the Family again. Here's Zach. He went on to star with Titus and Titus. He's uh, doing really well. Yeah. He's, he was a great guy. And the young boy who played him in the sequel. Also is doing very well. He was in the um, the uh, which one? The apple y pie. Yano, uh, 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 not Yano. Uh, another boy altogether. Ten years later, played Scott Farkas, and we had a new. Oh villain. right, right, right. And, uh, and that lad also has gone on. There's Yano. I never heard of Yano again. I wonder how much Gene was tortured as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> he must have been. The it's boy. just pretty meaningful stuff in the movie. We were rehearsing at my house in um, in um, New Bedford. And we found Ian the last, like, day before we started. I didn't find him after really? all those months. That's correct. It was interesting. Twice this has happened. I was at a restaurant in uh, in uh, New Hampshire uh, with my family over Christmas, and we were listening, and we, what, what's this we're hearing? We all got silent in a booth, about two booths on the cross on the other side from us, it were Christmas story lines, obviously. I got up and I looked, and there was a mother, a father, a boy your age, and a boy Ian's age, and they were doing the whole movie. And the, I called the waitress over. She said, oh, yeah, the, the uh, Kearsons are here. Every Christmas this is a ritual of theirs to come, and they sit and have dinner and play out the entire movie, word, play every wow. part, every part. I guess they really watched that and 24 that, hours straight and that, all those lines. And that was before that. That was This is like wow. 10 years. And that happened also again in a restaurant in Santa Monica. Again, a family playing the whole movie. I had enough di difficulty with some of the monologues. Yeah. These dogs were... Uh, the dogs were real. Yeah. They were a little scary at They times. were a challenge. Those they guys. were. I get a lot of people, though, coming up and saying... Uh, that was me. That was my life. That was my. That was my family. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And people relate to the experience, even if it wasn't a gun. If it was something, they just relate. I think to the sort of timeless theme of desiring something and the real family life and the 
obstacles you face in trying to get it. And I had a stewardess come up to me recently and say, you look like the kid in this, uh, this great Christmas movie. I said, oh, yeah? You, know, you sort of sound pompous when you're like, well, actually, it's me. Mm-hmm. And she said, but it couldn't have been you because the movie was made in the 1940s. And I said, oh, okay. Ah. So you really sold them on the period, I guess. Yeah! It was really for the times. Uh, some people, someone wrote an article, some reviewer, elitist sort of type from a magazine, that this was the first dysfunctional, truly dysfunctional family uh, since started. I don't think that's quite true. There were others, but this was more dysfunctional than... Than most. Wasn't Ian's mom helpful in this too? She, when she made him laugh? Yes. She yes, was yeah. off. Yep. What was he into? <laughs> like he was into farts and she was making fart sounds off camera to make him laugh. Yeah, he's a great laugher. Yeah, and then he just lost it. I hate meatloaf. These are such simple things when you think about it. I mean, what's going on here? There's just a little palaver around the d- dinner table. There's nothing, uh, just a sketch of America, but they caught it. You good boy, show mommy how He to loved this. <laughs> he loved doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's reaction was pretty, pretty genuine. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Darren was so great. I had never worked with someone who knew so much about everything. I mean, any question on the set, Darren had faced it. He had been through it. He was such a such a pro and didn't, didn't have to tell you that he was. Absolutely. He just was so confident and just knew absolutely everything. And he knew full well there had been about four or five other actors projected. He came, I met him off the plane. He said, who was a who's a person that had enough sense to put me in this part? And I was able to say me because I was... Asking for him from the first over some of the bigger name actors they wanted. This is, I think, my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he can't read. It's, uh, for... <laughs> this makes me laugh. You know that they're selling these now on the internet? Yeah, I've heard. I don't know if you've seen the lamp. That, oh, the yeah. lamps. Oh, it's a big business. Yeah. You can, if you go to any search engine and type in like leg lamp Christmas story, it comes up. It's not cheap. No. Oh, no, it's a big business. <laughs> It's a big big business. Yep. This end up, that always got a laugh. Fragile. That's my favorite line. Yeah, I came up with that on the... Did you? On the spot, yeah. Nicely done, bro. <laughs> Bragging here. I, I contributed. Okay. So little, it's all from Shepard's work. His end up. People catch those things. <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, we did it for that effect. That's another interesting case of the double set thing, the little piece looking out the door. That's right. Is in Cleveland. And then coming back, and the, and the whole part, and actually Bob's cameo is coming up. Yep. yep. Bob, you, do, you, do you still appear in every film that, that you do? No. No, I... I Stopped? Yeah, I... Was I, that I before the last? I hadn't really done it up till um, Even up to here, I had not been in every film. I, was, I wasn't in Murder by Decree, I don't think, no. I wasn't going to get on with Christopher Plummer, James Mason, Donald Sutherland, Sir John Gilgood. I said, nope. No, among half a dozen other great English actors. thought Zaza and Zatreus' score was also inspired. (laughs) Yeah, you can now get get one of these online for yourself. Yep. It was pretty nice, actually. (laughs) Yeah. It was quite well done. It was indeed a lamp. It was indeed a lamp. What was this from? Was this all Gene? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the old man's This whole thing is one vignette from one story ending with her breaking the lamp. Is the lamp based on anything? Nothing that I know of. I think he... Such Something there were leg lamps, yeah. They did exist. The plugs were my invention. I remember this very well. <laughs> this is like my dad. Yeah. Those are the I touches that so many people yeah, relate to because that's, that's their life. I grew up... My early childhood was in Birmingham, Alabama, which is very much like Indiana, where Shepard grew up, as a matter of fact. Both coal towns, steel towns. I know you couldn't have expected the success of the movie, but after it had come out in the initial run, were you disappointed, or were you still always hopeful that it would be dis- it would be discovered and it would eventually find its way? I uh, was disappointed only because we had a hit. We had only to play. We had three weekends of Christmas that year. Sometimes you have only two, so we would have done six, seven million dollars each one of those. We would have been a. It grossed about eighteen million at the box office. It would have ended up doing forty-five. Something like that, which in 1983 would be a hugely successful movie, for especially for a movie that. Uh, but even cost even four even 18 for a four million dollar movie is a hit. For getting to play only uh, four weeks and sure. two of those weeks being the weakest weeks of the year, yeah. It was sad, but to get the call the day the weekend the Christmas holiday started was pretty shocking. Uh, Bob, we're not playing. What a Christmas there he story! Is. Yeah. That's Bob Clark. That's the fat guy. <laughs> Walking into the scene. My, my name is Swede. Character that Bob created. Shucks, I wouldn't know, Dad. It looks like a lamb. A lot of people caught the fact that it was the guy was named Swede and had a southern accent. and It's been on the websites a lot. It's it? mentioned... Narration had virtually disappeared from movies about the time uh, when Christmas Story came out. I think there'd been one. I can't remember what it was right now. And then a flood of them came. Did you, know? you like the uh, Wonder Years? Uh, Wonder Years is a bitter story. They uh, they first auditioned Shepard to do that. I introduced him to Spielberg. Stephen was a big fan of Christmas Story, and he wanted to meet Shepard. Mm-hmm. So he had lunch with him and with his wife. And he called me and he said, Bob, uh, how'd you get along with this guy? <laughs> I said, I know exactly what you're talking about, uh, Stephen, but Gene and I were together on this venture for 10 years before, you know, mm-hmm. so we had a rapport. But um, yes, he's a... Uh, he was an eccentric guy. Yeah, he, he's he invasive. Was. He's not nasty. Just, uh, I think... Uh, I always just sensed that he really cared about it. And I know oh, God, it yeah. was difficult for you because he was there on the set vocalizing his thoughts but I was sort of charmed by it because I knew he just really really yeah. wanted this film to be great and it was his words it wasn't what he did on the set it's the pulling aside and the, uh, the I, I had to have him <laughs> go home for a while <laughs> just was impossible this we invented this is not uh, literally in the uh, stories these were these were fun to play yeah because you got to sort of overact in contrast to really mm-hmm. your direction of playing everything down yeah. and everything is played very, very real, except for these chances that you get to right. get a little bit bigger. You're in your fantasy mind. But it really separates the two. And these scenes were cut, so they actually, the negative was probably cut, which I took them out at the last minute. 
How many days shooting was it? Do you remember total? Um, I think we had like 40, 48 days. We, we weren't pressed for, I made, even on we that small enough, budget, yeah. I made sure we had the time. It was a pretty tight schedule. Everybody was, well, because of restrictions for you, your ages and that certainly cut down and you dominate the film. There's not a tremendous amount of adult footage to make time up on. It's usually with the kids, so mm -hmm. so our hours were restricted. Underneath this is a, is a guiding spirit, and there is heart, there is feeling. Mother, she's struggling to survive the old man's eccentricities. We, um, this was the, those were the real Toronto trolleys, which were great. Yeah, I think even though the family appears a little bit abrasive almost in the film, or the parents seem distant, mm -hmm. um, I'd have never gotten a lot of comments from people to that. No. I mean, I can sort of observe it sitting here looking at it, and the dad does seem gruff, but you know what? It's real. Yeah. And I, I think the sort of Brady aspect of families is not real. Yeah, in the end, the old man comes through, doesn't he? He, he, is, he, he does get the BBA rifle. He does actually manage to be there when it counts. He has this self-absorption that uh, is true of a great many men around the world, not just Americans. He has such a facade of what I liked was his discipline is so... His heart's not in He's not a disciplinarian. I, mm -hmm. you know, he, he talks the game, but he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't walk it and being He leaves fiercely, that to mom. Yeah. He was pretty much a pushover. Yeah. <laughs> you get some soap in your mouth. But that's sort of the way it was exactly. in my house as well. Fiercely anti... Uh, I didn't want to get punished by dad. If, yeah. As long as I got mom, I knew I could deal with it. Yep. I talk my way, I could start a couple tears. Right. <laughs> Ease off a little. I was fiercely... Uh, Authoritarian as uh, anti-authoritarian as I am, I uh, I kind of like his approach to authority. He doesn't really want to have to deal with it. No, but he is he is there for the kids. Oh yeah, he is. He's um, just like even here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, he's that, offering the chance to come everything out you notice about the old man. He, his spirit. He's a fighter. I mean, the old man doesn't quit, and that's what I think people respond well, they, to in the American character is that nature. Hey, he ain't going to give up. They're not going to beat him. Do you want to talk a little bit about the time period and where? Because it's never really, I mean, it's Midwest, and I guess it's just post-depression. Is that right? Within a couple years? I, I said it in my mind is basically as close to World War II. 1940 is my idea mm -hmm. of when it is. That's when the cars are set for. We have a couple of older cars because we, we could get them. But it's amorphously late 30s, early 40s. Mm -hmm. it's in, in Indiana comes up the most. Oh, yeah, it, it's clear to Indiana. Everyone knows Shepherds. Uh, mm -hmm. That is the... Um, Although it's never really specified in the film. No. But it's in. It's from... The, the name of the place is from the, the right. books and his stories. You guys had me do this both ways. <laughs> saying both fudge and... Did we really? Uh -huh. I, that was pretty bold of me. I don't know what well, I'm not doing. that it was going to go in, but I think to read... In oh, slow motion, so you could cut out at the oh, last, right, at the last moment. That's right. Yeah, here it is. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you could have said either <laughs> yeah, one. That's right. It's funny. It was very bold for some. It was not. Didn't bother anybody. And you cut away just before the K came. I was so surprised that there was not uh, some oh, outrage at this, and there was virtually none. 
And I say son of a bitch, too. Yeah, oh, that gets a huge laugh. Yeah. That I knew we get away with, okay? But just the usual mother you'd expect, they almost none of them didn't happen. You get a lot of license with this movie. Yeah, because I think they recognize that this is the way it is. What surely awaited me. This scene coming up, I used to get. I used to get that a lot. <laughs> yep. Did you really? Yeah, I actually have that. Was it was my mom's way of doing it. That was a big bar of wax, though. Yeah, <laughs> which was which was nice to chew on. After dinner flavor, heady, but with just a touch of mellow smoothness. Where did you hear that word? I think a great many people relate to the Lifebuoy experience, and I think Lifebuoy was the worst soap. I, I, I never was soaped up, as you said you were, Peter. I was soaped up a lot. But we copied this uh, piece of Lifebuoy very carefully here. This is the authentic, it's a replication, but we couldn't find the actual product. But, it but you found have, a lot of the products, a lot of the boxes and frames. Oh, things, yeah, almost everything. Is, the toys, which we talked about earlier. The phones, we were meticulous in... Recreating, which is pretty the, amazing on a small, like on a small budget movie. Yeah, they're like characters, and I like the fact that we are getting it across that this word was around in 1940. We have this idea of this idealistic, sort of puritanical. Mm -hmm. we, we never were. That was a twelve-year-old boys were were saying it back then too. Porky's was also saying the same thing. That was the 50s. It was right. the same in the 30s for Porky's as well as. It was funny, a reviewer, I forget who it was, a very famous L.A. reviewer pointed out, say, you know, Porky's, the Christmas story, everybody makes such a deal of how different it is. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, these, these kids are the same kids. These little boys it's here just grown up. are clearly going to grow up to be the boys in Porky's, <laughs> right. the same guys. There has never been a kid. A lot of the tears were, were real. Um, pretty much all of them were. I, I, I remember... Taking a couple minutes, sort of stepping off and crying. Yeah. This was this was pretty difficult to do. Yeah, this was a little hot. There's you, tiny, tiny little pinpricks in the black. Oh, really? That was just enough to see a little bit. Because I was walking into my eyesight's horrible anyway. But I was walking into furniture. Darren is Darren's so, so great funny in with that. Yeah, with yeah. that. Come on in, Ralph. That attitude, like I hadn't, <laughs> hadn't seen him for 20 years. Ask for a hand out there. Brought you to this lowly stage. You had talked about it before, Bob. But one of the fun things that, from our standpoint, that the studio was not involved was that, you know, in terms of script pages or what anyone wanted to try, we just had so much freedom, and you felt sort of like a, you were in, you were inside of a bubble. Unlike some other studio pictures that I had done before this, which didn't go anywhere, you couldn't change a word. Only I hadn't used Life Boy. <laughs> there it is, yeah. So those are the kind of moments that we could create. No, we didn't have and that You had problem. the freedom to do what you wanted to. Oh, yeah. No, this was... It was really nice. My film. I didn't have to... Same with score. The most... Everyone working on the film are people who've been with me for all my films. Mm-hmm. Reg Morris, the VP, had done all my films except one, I think, and... Uh, and your Paul editor. Zazan, yeah. And my editor, Stan Cole, and he's still with me, did yeah. my last film. Bob's very loyal. I, uh, the entire, all my key people, my assistant director, Kenny Gotch, they're still with me. 20, 20 years later. 
You don't use a, this the same actors in a lot of stuff, though, do you? Yes, I do. do I've repeated actors a lot. You know? Darren's been in five of my films. Interesting. Teddy was first in uh, Murder by Decree, so this is her second, uh, and she was in the That's sequel right. to. Uh, she was in my summer story as well. She was she was great. Yeah, she's she was a lot of fun. Sweet lady. She looks period. <laughs> she looks yep. like she's from the time. Yep. Even the fruit. <laughs> yeah, Ruben Freed, our art director. I, we had long sessions where we talked about just how intensely accurate we wanted to be with the slightest detail, even that backing. Mm-hmm. All these touches. That that bridge is from Cleveland. I got the chance to really show that. Uh, there's the street. Those neighbors let us put that snow down all night for 24 hours. We you you, you brought in real real snow plows, right? We were snow plows from the scheme resort. And these people, we went to them and said, folks, we will be running. And they're loud. And they said, they were incredible. They said, no, we understand. But it was sort of uh, a party because a lot of the people would come out of their houses and they would watch. Up, up and, to 10 or 11, but around yeah. 2 or 3, it was less, <laughs> less it was, of a party. It was really, it was really fun. Six in the morning, it was, that's the only way you get the real sense that that's. But unlike shooting in certain places, they were really, really thrilled to have us. Yeah, absolutely. It was the neighborhood. The whole city was. Yep. It was, it was joyful. From closing off the downtown. They, they had, had films in Cleveland, but not a great many. And actually a very cool city. I like Cleveland. It was much more sophisticated than I expected. That radio we searched months to get that radio. It was surprising. I thought they'd be everywhere, but they weren't as easy to find as... And this decoder pin is real, too. Yep. That's Everything was. That's the actual... It's the actual decoder ring. There was so many anti-decoder things like that. It was amazing how much that was a part of the culture of the times. Well, now it's sort of easy to find that stuff on e on eBay, but, oh, yeah. back, but back in 83, you just didn't have the chance. Yep. You guys searched high and low. Did you get the rights to Annie? This is a famous scene. I've had this brought to my attention many, many times. What, this scene here? Yeah, the, uh, the payoff. Mm-hmm. But it works. It goes back to what we were talking about, that it, it, it walks that line and Awkward. nobody's really said anything about it. No, not a word. You, you also have the sense that this is a real life, these people. That's what happens. The little kid's got to get into the into the john and mom has got to get in. Wants, wants to put dinner on the table. A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. <laughs> That brings the house down. It's just amazing, the response to that. And like I say, nobody... And this was totally unintentional, this cut from the, from the pot to the pot. I didn't... It was a transitional time cut, but I wasn't trying to make that point, you know. He pulls up the pot right. to go to the pot, and then we pull up the pot on the cabbage. Yeah, I took credit, yeah. I, I, I pretended it was brilliantly thought out. <laughs> All planned out. You were meticulously... 
prep though. I remember you 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 work on the cards, on the index cards. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you'd have it, and you could walk us through in the morning everything that was going to be shot and where the cameras were. If there were seventeen shots for the day, there'd be seventeen index cards. That's and right. Graphics showing where exactly where it was, and, and it really marvelous set. Everything you see there is meticulously captured to. It made it easy to believe you're in the time period, too. Not that there's that much more you have to do as an actor, but it was an easy world to play important. in. Yeah, I yeah. felt it was important. You could <laughs> wonder what that smoke did for us. <laughs> so this is the finale of what was a short story in Shepard, this one little vignette woven into a movie with mm-hmm. about 10 or 12 such vignettes. And again, the only through line in the movie is your quest for the BB rifle. Nothing, right. No other... Grand idea. It's a, almost a. And the quest for the BB rifle was part of the story. That was a story too. That was its its own single story, though, yes, right? Yes, right. That story was its own single story. And there's about a dozen of them that are used. A uh, dozen stories. Short yeah. stories. It'd be yeah. about eight or ten, I think. Mm-hmm. Plus things I took from Shepard's college tours that mm-hmm. um, moments that are not written. That he never wrote them. He just told the stories. I don't believe the tongue, for instance. I don't think it's written. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Tongue to the light pole is part of his act. He's so good here. It's interesting about this, some other people have noticed, is the sexuality of this. The old man is bringing in, this is pornography in effect, mm-hmm. and he's bringing in the real sexual world into mom's family world, and there's that dichotomy that's always existed in human culture. And this is inappropriate and uh, it's clearly a unspoken part of that battle which went on in the midwest in the 30s and 40s just like it uh, does today and the and the kids trying to get their head their hands on dad's porno as well yep <laughs> literally in this movie yep i grabbed a couple of my dad's playboys i'm getting my old man a flip gun oh, you know what it is to do a tracking shot like this when you're on a Tight budget, and tight schedule, and you, but you've got to have that, that steady cam. No, was that was steady. all pre-steady cam, right? Yep. There was no. Well, no, actually, steady cam. <clears throat> just not on this budget. It just not on this budget, right? It was a track, and it never felt that small though for us. I mean, it always no, felt like we, we had we time. Had the, we we had, had days. We had the time. I made sure that everyone was committed to the idea, and we did. No one was getting an enormous amount of money. It was Except a, for you. It was a work of love. Even right. I was getting a fairly <laughs> modest amount. However, I was disappointed in the bird. the reality of life with the bullies. <laughs> C plus, what a great symbol. <laughs> the perfect symbol of mediocrity. You made it. You're not a failure, but C plus. So Gene wrote first. You'll shoot. You'll shoot your eye out one time in the, I in think the only story, once, and then maybe it became twice. expanded throughout. Yeah. Then I made everyone say it. I wonder if that was a popular phrase back then, or if 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 he had heard that. Um, it was definitely popular. I mean, it was. Now here we are in Toronto. Right. This was wonderful painful. stuff. Finding, <laughs> finding. This was all real. Great neighborhoods, and you had totally compatible someone, with Indiana. Just heaving these things at me. I know. We, I don't know who it was. The tears got pretty real. Listen to this. 
<laughs> There's nothing fake about that. We whacked you pretty good. We did. And it took me a couple of times to walk into frame perfectly. Right. There you go. Those are all pretty real right there. Yep. Zach is so good. What a, what a great bully. They were great together. Yes, they were. I was very blessed. Yeah, I know I found also at the last minute. So I love details like the trolley there way in the background and went to some trouble to move it in every shot. There it is again. He had a tough time with those braces, too. And you worked just, him over pretty no, I good. Think this, I haven't seen this in a while, but I think I say crad and rats stinking out pub and snogger. And... <laughs> If I do, maybe I'm wrong. No, you say it. <laughs> Fun scene to do. Yep. All in real snow. There's a young lady, I think it's that one right there on when I did the sequel to um, Baby Geniuses in Toronto last year. She, her little boy is one of the uh, little, is one the, the one and a half year old babies. And she was in that scene, and she came up to me to say that she, we had found her son. Yeah. Here's all the stuff that we her Right there. <laughs> she remembered all this, had grown up with it, lived with it, and couldn't believe now her little boy, 20 years later. She had to pull you off, too. Yeah. I wasn't giving up on him. See, now here are the kind of moments that the mother does care here. I mean, clearly there's heart here. And this happens with both the father and the mother, enough during the film to obviate the other kind of distant feeling mm -hmm. you get from them. They're not, uh, they're f struggling to survive, but they're pretty good parents. He had it coming. That's right. Can only be the tough guy for so long. We got along surprisingly well. I mean, it, we were young guys, and so every now and then you'd have a tiff or wrestle around or something. Yeah, I was but, never, uh, never aware of it. There was, there was, there was really never, a, there was really never a problem. Zach was a lot older than us, and yeah. although he might have been our age and just bigger, I was twelve and turned thirteen during this. I think playing Zach nine. was only fourteen. Yeah, yeah and old. I think Scotty was even a couple years older. So we yeah. were all playing young and looked and looked really young. Ian was right around the right age, I think. Scotty had already starred in a film that he one, had done. Yeah, the the, the, with the toy Pryor, with, yeah. with uh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we were all a little bit older. This is just a moment that occurred to me <laughs> to put him under here. <laughs> but again, makes your point of the love that yeah, exactly. she occasionally shows. Yeah, there's much more affection here than. <laughs> Daddy's gonna kill Ralphie. Would you like some milk? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's some of the old props in there wedged in with him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good eye there. There's that box that's above the sink. Gosh, I really do cry a lot in this movie. Yep. There's our dogs. Sometimes they would go where we needed them to go. When I came to do the sequel, MGM really wanted a dog, and I had great reluctance. I had kids, you know, come on, but we ended up with a 
the uh, terrier, and he was fabulous, much better. The beagles are classically kind of dull, slow-witted dogs. They're not beloved by trainers, but uh, the little... This is a moment we can all all relate to. Yep. Sitting down with Dad after something went on. Yeah, I wasn't going to be killed after all. <laughs> he knows if he wants to think about it, but get, watch his look. He's taking it in. Yeah, this is bull, but I don't want to bother with it. She's got it under control. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> boys will be boys. Yep, exactly. Here we There's are downtown, the people of Cleveland, the, we had everything we needed. It's tough to control that much of a town. You try that in L.A., you'll get it, but... Uh, and on a small budget, too. I mean, it, this, these are pretty big-looking scenes to have all these extras. And, you aren't kidding, and the parade is that's, pretty substantial. That's right. We went in with Disney characters before we even got the right to do it. Fortunately, they were very <laughs> they were very sweet to us. They, we showed it to them. We would have had to cut it, and they said, nah, it they realized it was good promotion for them, too. And we're using it not to, you know, we're using it in a way that it is used. These characters are used are without permission right. in this parade. So, they, And we, we shot here, I think, just after Christmas. So the downtown had been set up a little bit for Christmas, right? And they left all this stuff up? They left some of it, yeah. Not, not too much of it, actually. The department store, we had to do mm -hmm. all of that. Shut up, Ralphie! The city went to extremely... That's a lot of area to light. You can see what's, you know, what Reg Morris is lighting. This is not small. This is not a little movie, in other words. No, it's not, and it doesn't really feel like it. To make 19... Cleveland in 1983 look like Cleveland 1940 is... Um, fortunately, a whole rank of buildings had been taken down, which opened the city uh, center up a great deal. There's one row of buildings missing where the statue is in the middle there. Mm -hmm. That was a great break for us because it allowed us those great vistas. And, we, of course, we built this. Um, this was a blast for us. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't keep us off this thing during yeah. lunch and yeah. the breaks and everything. It was for real. We invented every way to get down that slide. And Ian really didn't want to go. No, no. He's, he's genuinely... <laughs> was afraid of it. Yeah, and when he and we finally sent him down, those tears were real. He was a little freaked out. By the it. tears were, the near tears were real. He's so great at sitting there with his mouth open. <laughs> the other kids are looking at him. And here comes Shepard. Yep, in his cameo. This is Gene Shepard and his wife Lee. Right there, that's Mr. Shepard, the man who created all this and I don't think most people caught the fact that that voice was the same it was the same voice of course we couldn't close down Higby so we had to uh, shoot after hours so again this was a now this kid was interesting yeah I, where did we find him we just sort of made I this just, up didn't I invented we? him yeah. yeah I just saw him doing this so I said I worked on with him and I, he was weird like wearing I mean he he's was, weird yeah he was an interesting guy <laughs> yeah I don't know how much you told me about it. I think you just let us go because I was pretty freaked out by the kid. Yes, you were. They <laughs> just don't just keep him. <laughs> He's doing you just thing. don't know what to do just to get rid of him. <laughs> exactly. 
local extra here, and she did them. I read her over in a corner. I wanted to do more with this, and she was terrific. <laughs> Thinking. She <laughs> <laughs> <He> really did. <laughs> Shades of the old man coming out there. Right. Jeff Gillen, Jeff who I grew up with in Florida, when I started my career, my first film, Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Was that, was that your first film? Yep. And it was not actually not my first film. My first two never got, actually, I don't talk about them. <laughs> my first film, we did it for $40,000. I had some control. People love these two crazed elves. <laughs> That came to me on the spur of the moment. How many days were we here? Do you remember? In the apartment yeah. store, I think only two. We we had to get in and out of there. We have fun. That's uh. I think he was pretty upset by the slide too. It was pretty big when yeah, you were, oh, when you were that small. It, it was it a ride. Look as big, but it was a. <laughs> Ian really didn't like this. <laughs> The ambulance fell off. That didn't <laughs> help either. I always love this reaction. And this is a real the first moment. time he ever went down. Yeah, yeah I made sure he it. didn't. I make didn't make sure make you're rolling. <laughs> He's upset. He definitely was bothered. I didn't make him rehearse it or anything because he didn't want to do it. He's got a great face. Yeah. To... Were, were these just locals? Yep. You're great. Come on! It's a very sadistic, <laughs> yeah, possessed world. Especially Santa on yeah. Santa on Christmas Eve, his last sprint. Now this was a redo, right? We came back and redid yeah, this. We did. This close up. Yeah, it didn't work. So we yeah, because you can see it's pretty tight, and you you blur was... out the background. This one coming out. Right. And I had a hard time. Look, this one right here. Yep. There's no people in the background. Don't mm -hmm. notice it. But it, but it works. Oh yeah. We were in an MGM film, so we were okay with the Wizard of Oz. We could uh, feeling pretty safe about doing. We could it. do that one. Yeah, we yeah. had automatic permission. And here's the old man at his. Uh, I think Ian's still bothered. Yeah. <laughs> so Ralph never gives up. That's the spirit. Yeah, she hadn't actually hadn't written to Santa Claus. We're actually, in this, we're off the top of the set, but I see. I had to use it, but you couldn't tell it was so dark. We TV cut off, cuts it off here. A fuse is out. The uh, fuses were from your life, yeah. I, yep. I remember my dad putting yep. too many things into the outlets as well. Yeah, some of them were amazing. Common. They were put a fuse, you know, an extension inside an extension with an extension. Here, now this is one of the very few times in the film that you've used score um, to actually create a moment. It's been so subtle and it's always been source, but it really, really works here. Thank you. That was very much a part of the scheme. We wanted as much source music. That's The radio was our life. It just literally filled my mother's life was the radio and so much of the music you hear, we got Bing Crosby, we got some incredible people and singing in this uh, mm -hmm. movie, and 
the score itself is based largely on classical or like these little things or little vignettes of music, but uh, Paul Zaza and Carl Zacher, Carl had done my music and all my film up to this. After this, Zaza took over and for the next 20 years, he's done all 12 of my films since then. It's so subtle. You got to tell us how, how this was done. Yep. This was put in overnight as well. Uh, again, it's the same thing, the set and and the location. That's the set in, yep. in Toronto. Swapping out, right. And then, then that's over your shoulder reverse, in right. Cleveland. But this is, how did you do all this? Just water. There was a freezing night, so we just... Actually just created it. Created it. They just sprayed it. Until Which it, is amazing. Amazing we didn't kill all the trees, but... <laughs> They actually did measurements to they, they as long had a pretty, as you get the shot. They had a pretty good idea of what it would tolerate. It was really important to have that fantasy of. Now that's a little bit of the wall we built to take with Inside. us. And, yeah, yeah, it's it, it looks seamless. It's a, you did a fine job, Bob. That's as classic a Christmas tree as I can remember from mm -hmm. my Christmases in the late '40s when I was a little guy. Everything is, that's mine. Everything's his. More source music. Yep. That's mine. <laughs> there are some of the great old toys, too. Yeah. I think in times like that, you would give us leeway and say, just run under the tree and... Yeah, and then say You play it's all yours and you start looking for your gift and right. just sort of play off each other. Yes. Let them... Wing it a little bit, just give them focus. I had Ian say, because he just keeps saying everything's yours. And just have me go in and search, and then hopefully a moment would come. Right, and it did. And here's the old man's great moment coming. Got the classic metaphor for the terrible present. It's either got to be a tie or socks. So it was socks. This is a good, for the kids. good moment. Nothing needs to be said. We plunged into the cornucopia, quivering with desire and the ecstasy of unbridled avarice. Didn't I get a tie this year? It's a mouthful. That's Shepard. It is intellectual. That's, that's Shepard. But they didn't know one any trouble understanding it. We had a shot where he threw that into the, into tree, the tree and knocked right. it, parsed it over, but this seemed too much, so I, I skipped it. This is pretty famous. Yep. I would say of all things people bring up when discussing the movie, this is definitely brought up. Yep. You know, I still have it. The suit? Yeah, I don't know if you if you guys had a bunch of versions, but you had uh, given me it. Huh. So I, it's... Uh, that's probably worth something. I wish I had all the automobiles. The original pink. And you gave me... I still have the gun, obviously, that you guys gave me. Wow. Biggest that's, mistake I, I ever made book. in my life is uh, the Pigmobile and Porky's, the big... Uh, Hudson pink yeah. at Porky's. I gave that away about two years after the movie. And someone told me it's worth about $150,000 today. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> no, you guys were kind. You, you gave me a gun with the one with the compass and the stock, the sundial, and the plaque on it. Oh, great. Here's another little bit slightly body, slightly. We're pushing but the kids the, laugh at it even though they don't get it. Of course. Because <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah. It's, it's like life. a cartoon joke, yeah. You did a great job with this. Two bunny eyes. Yeah, that's Just classic. holding it, keeping them waiting. Classic Shepard. 
a lot of kids have been through the pain of this. <laughs> Come down here so I can see you better. I just hope that Flick would never spot him, as the word of this humiliation could easily make life at Warren G. Harding School a veritable hell. <laughs> it just felt weird being in it. This, this, this was a pretty easy scene to play. It's a great line for Darren. I, that one I cut. He looks like a deranged Easter bunny. <laughs> does not. He does too. He looks like a pink nightmare. <laughs> Are you happy wearing that? Again, there's the humanity. The father is. He's being a good father here. That's for sure. Hang it off! My God, would you look at that mess? Mm -hmm. clean the, the Christmas coma that sets in. <laughs> good line. A couple hours after it. Hey. What a great actor the old man is. Is that something I see over there? <laughs> the audience gets it right now. They're on to it. <laughs> it's great because he's the only guy, really, that Ralphie doesn't reach out to to ask for it. Yep, that's true. It to his teacher, to his mom, his pals know it. That's right. a good point. The one who gets it for him is the only one he really didn't ask. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how much this BB air rifle is in the center of the culture, too. It's big today, obviously, Jim, uh, but it, back then it was... Now, the compass and the stock Every and the kid. sundial, is mm -hmm. that real? Because you guys had built this little sundial in. That's it's, hard to see on the stock, right? Was that... It's real, I think. You can see the little white dot. Uh, it depended on Shepard. I don't know whether we researched it or not. Mm -hmm. I, it probably was real. Yeah, um, yeah I'm sure knowing, knowing Gene. I don't think he would have taken license there. Look at Mom taking it in. He's the good guy she married after all. Now this sequence, this is, we came back and, and recreated this in Toronto. Which was freezing. Yep. And oh. uh, this this is Cleveland. And then uh, all the tighter shots here, though, are recreated on the set. It's in Toronto. And the one shooting towards you, that's Cleveland. I remember how cold it was. And when we were in... Cleveland, we have a heater, and that's on the set, right? Yes, that's set. And then we had to rebuild the back porch. That house that we used was just a shell. It was yeah. pretty empty. We had little mini heaters in there. Yep. That didn't do much. I had on a pair of long johns under there, I think. Those were my real glasses, too. Were they right? Yeah, we just had bought a bunch of them. I was the tortoiseshell guy. But what about my glasses? Is this the only time we break the, the fourth wall here, or is there one other? No, there's one other. You you do it in the fantasy sequence. In the fantasy, that's right. Hold it off. Right with the world. Tearing the pirates. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's another example of it. It's getting those dogs to go by like that, believe me. <laughs> Two of them really did go at it here. Yep. Right there. Yeah. That's pretty real. Now watch this one come in. It's a head for the door and come back and grab it. <laughs> Last one out the door, had it in his mouth. That's in Cleveland, and that's in Toronto in the studio. But it was gone. All gone. No turkey. No turkey. What's the, uh, is the next scene in the book? No, that's my invention. Is it? And look at the name of the place. People don't couple people have picked it up. It's amazing the detail of 
Bowling is the name of the uh, restaurant. Look and see what it really is, though. Bowling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they converted a bowling alley. <laughs> made it. Dropped the W. Dropped the W and made it bowling. These guys were, were pretty good. They were wonderful, yeah. We had to stop real. and think of the political correctness of it. We talked it over with them, and they said, don't be silly. We just listen. No, we don't do the LLC. <laughs> we'll actually try. Yeah. <laughs> and the proof was there. And said, so we aren't laughing. It's nice to do it all in one shot, too. Melinda really couldn't stop laughing that day. I know. She was so taken yep. with these guys. Yeah. She just could not stop. I mean, it's human. It's real. It's not riding anybody. It's the only place that it's <laughs> open on <laughs> Yep. That's it. I don't know if she if she was expecting this. No, she wasn't. And I didn't, they didn't expect this at all. I didn't tell him he was going to do it. <laughs> she just couldn't stop. <laughs> oh, it, it's smiling at me. <laughs> It's all just one. Yep. This is done. No one was in the room. You just let it all go. One take. I yeah. think I did another take for safety. Now we come to the gentle, sentimental moment that we've earned and can certainly get away with. Mm-hmm. That's real. Our snow. We never had any except uh, in Toronto that we got some snow at the school. On the exterior of the school, it was real? Yeah. Yeah. We, we had snow the night before. Here, look at this. Ooh, is that beautiful? This is one of the few scenes without kids in it. Mm-hmm. If Just not the only one. The, the lamp thing, they had a little, yeah. their lamp moment. And that was about it. A lot of notes about these two little touches. There's just the old man, the touch in the back and the arm. To... Notes how that they were too much? No. Just, they were just right. You know, mm-hmm. the, the... As we draw to the end of the film and you look back now, is there anything that you wish you had done differently within the making of the film? Not much. That's the truth of it. I mean, I, the performances feel rich and warm to me, and it has the right tone. It's, it's. Odd combination of reality and mm-hmm. spoof and uh, satire. It's almost hard to talk about because it just works. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just works, and people like it. Yeah, it, from and the nothing, beginning, it was critically pretty much ninety percent uh, jumped on. Nothing favorably. necessarily that we can say is going to make it had, better. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah works, I had done you know? you know very. I had done tribute with Jack Lemmon, getting Academy Award nomination, Murder by Decree with these great elitist actors. So Porky's was supposed to be a sellout. I also spent 20 years preparing Porky's. wasn't a sellout. It was a meaningful film. Now it's become a classic. Mm-hmm. But this was me coming back to the director that they had all, but were still unwilling to forgive for a while. You don't know how these things are going to turn out, and you do your best, and we are blessed to be a part of this, which has had a lasting impact. And so it certainly ranks in a unique way, mm-hmm. certainly amongst things that I've ever done. Uh, it's it's just something that's really stood the test of time and is going to be around for a long time. There's no way it'll disappear unless there's a, a shock to the culture that we don't anticipate because it it pays for 24 hours um, 
all night Christmas. It kind of dominates Christmas for television. Well, Bob, thanks for having me. This has been really, really fun. You're kidding? This is great. Fantastic. <laughs>